Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Singerman, and my co-host, IFBB Bikini Pro, Christina Voynich. Christina, what's in the news for this week? Victor Martinez free, fight at FIBO, Bernica wins, Jake Cutler comeback, Mr. Europe Pro, Europa Show of Champions, and introducing the editor and chief of RX Muscle Australia, Xavier Willis, all this week on Access Bodybuilding. All right, Christina, this is a, a jam-packed week as far as big news breaking. And uh, before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about the Pittsburgh Pro Show, Jim Mannion's show, the president, is this weekend coming up, and I know you are going. This is a big show. There are, I believe, um, I may have the numbers switched, but there are 21 figure competitors and I think 22 bikini competitors, um, which is pretty big for a pro show. So uh, there, there's a lot of women in, uh, in this side of things for sure. And I think there are eight or nine or so fitness competitors, which, you know, there aren't too many fitness shows a year. Um, so there's a, a decent number of them as well. But uh, yeah, Michael and I will both be there. We're driving up. Of course, as everyone knows, we're known for our road trips. Yep. And uh, we're actually bringing a team with us. We've got uh, three girls and I think two guys competing in the amateur portion. So we're bringing a team MC Muscle Pros with us to compete. But uh Pittsburgh's always a good show. It's a um, you know Mannion show. It's got all of the the top guys as guest posers. So if you guys are out and you're listening, you're a fan of Axis Bodybuilding, you see me around, come and say hi. And then I don't know, I'll give you a shout out on the show too. How about that? Oh, very nice. Um, yes, people may not realize it, but um, you know the MPC portion of the show is also very popular as you're bringing girls. A lot of people who are trying to make an impact at the national level or hopefully future pros. Um, come and do Jim Mannion's show for multiple reasons, but one of the big reasons is that you're going to get in front of the national level and pro judges um, because right. uh, Mr. Mannion, the president, brings all those guys in to judge the pro show. And then a lot of people, all the top judges come in, if, even if they're not necessarily needed uh, because they're not in the area, they'll come in just to uh, represent and respect uh, as, a, as a kind of a sign of respect for, for Jim Mannion. So you really get to see all the top judges. It's almost like the Olympia judging panel uh, at his show. Um, so that- well, yeah, this is a show that you know Michael did before he turned pro and he, and he won. Um, this is a show, for example, like Anthony Tenuta uh, from Chicago who won the super heavyweights at juniors. He did this show and won this show, um, I think, two years ago. So this is, I don't want to say it's kind of a national level show, but it's the next step before you get to nationals. Uh, I think it's a really great show for amateurs to do to kind of get seen by the big judges. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And people get, I mean, the truth of the matter is that like the girls who win, um, who won the girl won last year? Diana Graham. Diana Graham won the overall in bikini, goes on to get her pro card. Um, yeah, la- last year, really quick, there were seven bikini girls that turned pro um, within a year's time who competed at Pittsburgh, just as an anecdote. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a pretty big show. Um, and if you're good, you do this show, people will see you. You have a chance to turn in pro by the next year. Uh, Darielle might even do the show next year. Not this year, obviously, but we were talking about <laughs> Why it. Why not? Why not? She should. <laughs> Baby bump and all. The, uh, that would definitely uh, make a, a statement, you know? <laughs> True. <laughs> um, so, uh, unfortunately, uh, myself and Dave and the Harks Muscle team will not be there. Dave will be actually at uh, Jay Cutler's show. Interestingly enough, Jay will be doing his show on Sunday, I believe, and uh, Saturday he will be there at uh, the Pittsburgh show, which is yeah. very unusual. Uh, most shows are not held on a Sunday, uh, as you know. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to a Sunday show, but you know he's going to make it on Saturday for Pittsburgh, so 
Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, uh, we were planning on going to the Pittsburgh show. that We had plane tickets and hotel rooms and everything. But uh, unfortunately, things didn't work out. And I'm going to leave that story to Dave if he wants to tell it. But uh, um, hopefully next year we'll be there. Last year I really enjoyed it. And we went. We got invited to the, the dinner afterwards. Uh, that's one of the reasons to go. If you're if you're an athlete like you and Mike or if you're an industry person, uh, going to Jim's, uh, the restaurant after the dinner is usually pretty special because it's all of the uh, industry people. Yeah, it's definitely an honor, um, especially to be invited to a, uh, a dinner like that. At the time, you know, I obviously wasn't quite, was I pro? No, I wasn't. I hadn't turned pro yet. I hadn't even done uh, Junior USAs yet. So it was a big deal to be part of such a kind of elite group of people. You have all the, peop- the, the top competitors in the world all in one re- restaurant, uh, you know, Jim Mannion kind of making his rounds. So it's it's definitely a cool experience. I think the whole show, honestly, is a cool experience because when you go to something like the Olympia or the Arnold, while it's a really good show to go to and it's all for the experience, you don't really get to interact with Jay Cutler and Branch and, you know, all those type. Of, I mean, you just you just don't. Dexter, all those guys, they're, they're off competing or they're working at a booth swamped with a thousand people um, at Pittsburgh. It's really not like that. It's a little more low key. It's a little more in your face. So you actually get to see Dexter and like shake his hand and talk to him for a few seconds instead of you know taking pictures from ten feet away. So that's why I like the show, and that's why I liked it when I went the first time last year. Um, it's a lot more personal touch um, rather than some of the big huge shows, but it's just as important. Right. Um, so let's get on with it. Uh, the first story is a story we have been covering for quite some time. And this is a, well, for seven months we've been covering this story. Victor Martinez is a free man uh, as of this moment. Uh, actually, he's been free for a few days now. And, and I actually was, um, I believe I was one of the first people, if not the first, well, no, because MD probably had it first. I just didn't look. But I got a text message from Dennis James um, saying that uh, this was kind of in the morning that Victor was being processed out of jail and I put it on Facebook and everywhere else. And, um, you know, I was very happy to hear that. Basically, if people have been living in a hole, the the story is that Victor uh, won the Arnold Europe for, that was the inaugural Arnold Europe show. And uh, now, you know, that, that's, that show is actually not that far in the distant future now. Uh, So it just shows you how long he's been in there. So he was in there and uh, because of it, we really didn't know Christina, what the reasoning was, uh, why Victor was really in there. You know, and uh, what transpired, it was all what I had been told uh, secondhand from uh, sources close to Victor. So, um, you know, unfortunately, I haven't talked to Victor yet personally, uh, as he is with MD. But uh, I have heard from some people that he's doing very well now and everything. And I also heard on Pro Bodybuilding Worldwide, Dan Solomon's show, um, from Victor himself on the show. So I want to play a little clip uh, from Victor describing the events uh of basically what take, took place when he got to customs in New York. Well, you got to remember that uh, this all started since I got arrested back in 2000, you know, uh, for possession. Now, I knew this day will come, but I just didn't know when. So every time, every single time I left this country and I got, and I boarded a plane, the I mean, it was always there. It was always hanging over my head. I mean, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? And finally, after a couple of years, you know, you're talking about 12 years later, almost 12 years later now, I pretty much started knowing a lot of the custom agents in in the uh, Kennedy Airport every time I came in. And, well, last time I arrived from uh, India, 
they gave me the heads up and they said, listen, uh, you know, they might detain you next time you come back because of that old case. You know, you still have to face the immigration judge. Now, even though I did um, do my time for the uh, criminal case back in uh, 2003, uh, going into 2004, it's, you know, to immigration is a whole different uh is a whole different beast. So when he told me that, I figured, you know, I guess it's going to happen after the, um, after the Arno in Spain, so I better, you know, get a win over here. And, um, I mean, I knew it was going to happen again. I just didn't know when. So when I was coming back, of course, after I won the Arno, which was awesome, um, I'm coming back and, uh, I just braced myself. So, uh, as I landed, same thing, same procedures, they check you in, you know, you're admitted through customs and they do a secondary on you. And the secondary, they told me basically, hey, listen, you know, uh, ICE is going to detain you, which is the um, Homeland Security. And um, they said, listen, uh, they're not here right now. If you like, you can go home and they'll pick you up tomorrow, but um, they're not here right now. But um, this will this only take, you know, a couple of days. And I said, well, I'm already here, so let's just get it over with. Well, that wasn't the case. You know, they don't really come clean with you and tell you pretty much the truth anytime. Uh, that goes like, I guess for most authorities, they don't really come clean with you. And, uh, it wasn't a few months, it wasn't a few days. It wound up being a few weeks, a few months, and here I am seven months later. Um, um, so that's what happened. They detained me. Uh, they took me in. They took me in, uh, to, uh, Varick Street from Varick. They took me to a holding cell over in Hudson County, New Jersey. And from there, it was just, counting stripes on the wall, you know, and was just trying to arrange everything, you know, putting the lawyer together, getting all my paperwork together, and just counting the days to come out. Every week I thought it was going to be the day, and once it started, you know, just thinking about the Arnold, thinking about the upcoming shows, and once it hit, you know, November and December, I said, you know what, let me just get comfortable here because I'm not coming out anytime soon. Well, Christina, I guess the, um, the thing I found most interesting and surprising about that is that um, Victor, well, two things, I guess, that Victor decided to leave um, after India. You know, he said when he came back from India, he knew that if he left again, the country, that uh, there was a good chance he would be detained by ICE. And, uh, you know, not, maybe he didn't know that this could happen seven months, uh, but he knew there was a possibility that he could even be deported. And he still decided to go and do the Arnold Europe. That That's a surprise to me that he would risk that. Maybe he thought that he could sort of slip through the cracks, you yeah. know, that uh, you figured enough people do. You think about everybody that's here illegally. You think of all the drugs that get smuggled into the U.S. Sure. You think of all of the people that are here that shouldn't be here. What's the chance that, you know, he would be? However, um, it's also when you look the way you do and when you're as big as you are, and I'm sure he draws a, at least a little bit of attention, as does nearly every bodybuilder, even walking through the, their, their local mall, um, let alone coming through customs. Um, it's unfortunate that he actually did get stopped because he probably thought, oh, there's probably you know, not a big chance that you know, they're even going to make a big deal about it. They're not going to catch me, not going to you know, notice, when in fact you know, they did notice. Um, the other interesting thing I found in this, uh, in the clip that we played, was that Victor um, Victor was offered the option to go home and um, that ICE would come and get him in a few days. And instead, he decided to uh, basically deal with it right then. He told him, no, let's just get it over with. And, uh, I, you know, that surprises me a little bit. 
because if if that were me, I would probably want to delay it as long as possible. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like also, he just came back from competing. You know, I'm sure he feels like you know he wants to get home. He probably wants to eat some food. You know, knowing Victor, he probably wants to you know you know party a little bit. Yeah. You know, I would think that a few days sounds like a pretty good option. Uh, of course, you know, as he says, you know, he didn't think it would be like this, but even if it, even if it's the officer was correct and uh, it was just a few days being locked up, you know, who wants to do a few days if you could avoid it or at least put it off? Yeah, I just don't know um, if he even anticipated that it was going to be this serious. You know what? You know, you, you never know what the overcrowding situation really is because so many people just get let off. Um, just like, you know, the story we were talking about with Heather Clay. That not with this, though. Not with this. With ICE, with immigration, they don't do that. They don't just let people go. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know, with, with some things you think overcrowding, oh, they'll probably just let me go and we'll right. deal with it later. But, you know, unfortunately, with something like immigration, they don't do that. They keep you and it doesn't matter about overcrowding or too many people or not enough. It doesn't really matter. So it's unfortunate that it was that sort of situation because had it been something else internal in the U.S., yeah, they probably just let him go, but because it was coming from immigration, unfortunately, they are so kind of hard-headed with that that they're going to keep, you know, banging at it until it's all solved. Right. Um, the other interesting things that um, that I've heard uh, is, well, in the interview, one of the interesting things is that Victor uh, is down to 220 pounds. That's the, that's the weight that he says he is uh, currently at. Um, a lot of people, you, uh, pictures were put out by MD about uh, right after he came out, and a lot of people were estimating that, that he was like 170 pounds. 180 yeah, pounds, you know. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard people thought he was like, oh, probably 175. I think it was just the angle of that first yeah. photo that was taken. When you see a couple other ones with, um, uh, who who was it? The the Hispanic guy. Why yeah. Can I um. 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 De La Rosa, uh, yeah, De La John Rosa. De La Rosa. Yeah, he was with De La Rosa. De La Rosa. When, when you look at that photo, he he does look like he's about two twenty five or so. His his just his face is much skinnier. That's I mean, also people don't realize legs weigh a lot. You know what I mean? Like Dave Palumbo still weighs two ten, and if I look at him in a shirt and pants, I would think he's like one ninety. You know what I mean? Right, um, right, exactly. Because he still has, and legs don't go away that fast. Big, big legs are gonna kind of stick around. So I, I mean, I do think that is interesting. And and people are like, when will Victor compete again? Is it possible that we'll see him this year. And I think, I think not only is it possible, I think that it's very probable we'll see Victor compete this year in 2012. When do you think he's uh, going to compete? Do you got a, a show in mind? He's qualified for the Olympia. So I think that he, he may try to push for the Olympia. Hmm. I think that he very well might. I know that there is a game plan set in place beforehand. Um, now this was, this was hoping that he was going to get out for the Arnold that him and Dennis James were going to go to, uh, go to, um, the Middle East. Uh, you know Oxygen Gym is one of Dennis James' sponsors. Right. Uh, I think it's in Bahrain, but I'm not, I'm not sure exactly where it is. It's somewhere in the Middle East. So the plan was to take him over there after he saw his family and kind of got, you know, a week or two under his belt and go do some kind of basically some kind of training camp where he can, you know, those guys over there can really take care of him as far as food and supplements and get him back lined up, you know. So uh, okay. if, that, if that still is the case, if they put him, put him over there for, you know, four months – I know, you know, we've seen Kevin Lavroni bounce back and uh, he got all the way down to 205, 200 pounds, not training for six months. So uh, 
I don't know. I think that that is something that it could definitely happen. I know that Victor will be highly motivated and ready to get back to the gym. Well, I know people do want to see him succeed. People do want to see him come back. It's not like he's a competitor that people think is either A, washed up, B, his time is done, C, he needs to retire. Nobody thinks those things of Victor. I think everyone's, number one, very excited uh, to have him home and have him back and have him in the U.S. and not, you know, deported. Um, and I think people are looking forward to him, you know, making a, a comeback and saying, you know, essentially a big middle finger to everything that happened and saying, hey, I'm still a good bodybuilder and I can still come back from this. So. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And and I think that uh, I think that he I honestly think that he will. And I think that he will this year. Now, what is a bigger comeback, Christina? Branch Warren coming back and uh, winning the Arnold after the injury or if Victor Martinez comes back and places, you know, in the top six again after the in the Olympia four months after coming out of jail. I'm that's a tough one, but I'm gonna say Victor. I think Victor too. I think at least it makes for an even better story. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, and you know he, I don't know he couldn't train. I don't want to say he couldn't train at all, but vir- virtually you're left with what? What did he have there at the gym at the at the jail? What like a um, just like a bench press? He or said something? that they, he said that they used books to to lift weights. They put books together. They you know they did like dips, bench dips. They did you know not a lot. Put it this way, at they least- did very little. Yeah, I feel like at least with Branch, not that I'm discrediting his comeback by any means, but with him, he was still able to hit a normal gym. He still had the food he needed. He still had the supplements and the extra supplements that he needed. (laughs) Um, Victor didn't have any of that. He went, you know, essentially cold turkey on his training and his dieting and his food and his gear and all of that. So to come back, I think, um, is really a testament to his strength and his ability to really come back and focus on what he wants as soon as he got out. So that's what I, I don't know. Not that I'm, of course, not that I'm saying branch coming back was, wasn't uh, <laughs> a good comeback as goodness gracious it was, but I think Victor may be just a little bit more. Um, Victor does a top 10 list at the end of the uh, radio show, Dan's radio show and his number one uh, reason or things you can learn about going to uh, jail is number number one on his list was clean receptors. Clean uh, there receptors. You go. <laughs> so you never know. You never know. Maybe seven months will do him good, you know? I was going to say, it's going to be like he's, you know, 23 again, getting ready to go on his first cycle, I think, is what yeah. it's going to seem like. <laughs> well, well, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that Victor has been on a huge upswing as far as his career goes. I mean, um, he has had a great year last year. So um, if he can continue that, you know, I, I, more power to him. I 100% agree with you. Um, next on our list is Fight at FIBO. And uh, this is a story that I told you about privately last week that I've been working on. And um, the truth of the matter is it's it's a weird situation um, to be put in myself writing a, a gossip column. And as of right now, the gossip column is not even written, although I know you know pretty much what I'm going to write and I have everything lined up. Um, when you talk, about the, talk to the person who the gossip column is about, in this case, this is IFB pro Dan Hill, um, when you talk to him and ask him for a quote and he tells you everything that you have just told him is a total lie, that there's no fact in any of the things you've told him. And so I'm like, oh, and, uh, you know, usually the, I don't ever really get that. So that's disconcerting, although people lie, you know, and you cover stuff. When something bad happens, if you can cover it up, you know, I guess that's the natural response. Right. Um, and then he told me that, you know, if I were write anything, he will plan to sue me. So that's also, you know, kind of makes me, uh, you know, I don't I, you know, nobody likes to hear that. Um, and then I contact the girl that's involved, uh, Nikki, his uh, fiance, porn star fiance, 
and um, and ask her about the event that transpired, the fight in FIBA, which we'll go into in a second. And she tells me that nothing happened, that she doesn't know what I'm talking about. It's just a crazy rumor. So, like, that obviously makes me be like, uh, you know, maybe there's no story here at all. And maybe these people that have emailed me these these tips are all full of shit, right? Sure. I mean, that's something that you definitely have to consider. So, you know, I uh, I decided to, to hold off on it, basically, because I didn't want... I didn't want to be, you know, put in a situation where I was wrong of all, of all things with the gossip column. As you know, uh, where I'm at currently, I, I like literally cannot be in the situation where I'm wrong. You know, no, I mean, and just um, coming from my background, you know, I've worked in the TV business, I've worked in the print business, so you know, I, I understand when it comes to journalism, uh, you can really get your ass handed to you with some libelous. Uh, lawsuits and you know it, I don't want to say it's easy to sue someone over libel but the second that it becomes a false statement that you're claiming to be true they can really sue you for a lot so the last thing you want to do is be wrong in something like this when it's affecting people's lives exactly exactly so what I did is I went back and uh, checked my sources and talked to the people and um, this is basically what went down in in FIBA, which is in uh, S in Germany. Actually, it's changing. I don't know if you know that. Next year, it'll be in uh, Cologne, Germany, I believe, um, in a bigger venue because it was so crowded last uh, this past year. It's a good problem to have, I yeah. guess. We're going, like <laughs> I said, next year. Anybody's listening, Christina and I. We'll go. FIBA, just send us up. Anyway, so um, basically what went down is uh, Dan Hill was working a booth, uh, his own booth, actually, with uh, his girlfriend, uh, or fiance, uh, and... Basically, what happened was um, it sounds to me like she put up the money for the booth, which I guess caused some drama one way or another. But the, the real problem that occurred was at some point they got into an argument, which apparently had been happening all weekend and people had witnessed it. I actually have a video to go with uh, the column um, that you guys can see on the front page of Rx Muscle or you should be seeing on the front page of Rx Muscle where um, – you can see them arguing. Somebody, uh, I'm not going to say who, but somebody that we all know, videoed um, the argument because she's saying "fuck you, fuck you" across the table to him, and uh, you could tell, you know, she uh, she probably has. I mean, look, there are a lot of crazy girls in this industry, and you know, the fact that she says none of this happened makes me think she's crazy too. Um, and she seems a little crazy in the video, cursing at him in public, like yelling at him. But um, basically, something like this occurred. And Dan Hill, for whatever reason, decided it was a good idea to haul off and punch her straight in the face. Do we have video of him punching her straight in no, the face? No, no, but I do have multiple eyewitness accounts. So. Okay, got it. Got um, but you could see in the video that I'm, I wish I had video. Are you kidding? I wish I had video. <laughs> um, but um, the video that we do have, it just kind of gives you an idea of what kind of was transpiring. Like I said, you know, I've, I've been around and been with plenty of crazy girls myself. And sure, I've wanted to punch them in the face, but I've never, <laughs> I've never done that. You know, I've wanted to punch a lot of girls in the face too, and I right. haven't done it yet. Right. Um, so, um, like that's, I mean, uh, you know, obviously, in my opinion, uh, from what my mom taught me, there's no reason ever to hit a woman. I, and, I agree. With you. And look, Dan Hill is not the best bodybuilder. I mean, I, I, you know, I think everybody knows that he's he is IFBB pro, uh, he, but he is even though he's not a good bodybuilder, pro bodybuilder, he's much better than me, but. Uh, he is still a big dude. I mean, he is like 280 pounds, you know, probably what, over six feet tall, 280 pounds. So that's a big dude. And uh, his, his fiance is not a big woman. Right. Um, so anyway, he hauled off, punched her in the face. And uh, there were a bunch of people around um, that witnessed this and emailed me. 
and it was from multiple people that didn't know each other. And that's why I started like, I have to like look into it. Um, and I found out, first of all, I, uh, I first was told to contact Dennis James. I did. And, uh, Dennis told me, this is his quote that will be used in the article. Um, that faggot, Dan Hill punched that girl in the face. So that's the quote that I will be using. That, okay. That is exactly, I asked him, I said, I can quote you on that. And he goes, yes, this is what I want you to write. And he told me what to write. Um, so, you know, that was, uh, that is almost enough for me right there because, you know, that's Dennis James and people know him, but, uh, he gave me, put me in contact with somebody that he knows, a friend of his that witnessed it and then actually tackled Dan, um, when, the, when the event happened and, uh, pull, I guess pulled him off of her or stopped the fight continuing, um, in the aftermath, Dan was tackled to the ground and the girl was on the ground bleeding out of her mouth and uh, seemingly unconscious or not not responding, which doesn't and, surprise me. And both Dan and the fiance are saying that none of this happened. However, there are eyewitnesses, including Dennis James, saying that this, in fact, did happen to this extent. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So, um, I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, as you know... Um, Sometimes women who get beat up or hit um, don't always, you know, they, they might get mad about it at the time, but they think, oh, he still loves me, you know. And sure. I think that this must be the case uh, in this and in in, in from what I'm hearing here. I also called, um, it's funny, I called Quincy Taylor, who I thought was Dan's friend because uh, they, I know he went to Germany to visit it with him. I know he stayed with him for two weeks. So I thought I'd be calling Quincy Taylor to, to, to find out if this was true, you know, like if it was possible his friend would ever hit a woman. So I call Quincy up, and uh, Quincy answers the phone. I actually texted him, and I said, hey, I want to talk to you if you have a chance about your boy, uh, Dan Hill. And he calls me back. He goes, basically, Dan Hill's not my fucking boy. I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> and that's basically like a quote. And I was like, I was like, whoa. I was like, I thought you guys were like buddies last time I – interviewed you about uh about going to germany or something you were saying how he's like the coolest guy you met in bodybuilding he's like no definitely not and so i asked him about uh he told me all kinds of stuff about dan but the key to the to this is i asked him i said could you ever see dan doing this hitting this with this girl or a woman in general and he said absolutely dan has very little respect for women uh and he sees hmm. women as kind of a, a i guess a subspecies interesting so I was like, wow, that because it's funny. I really thought I was calling Quincy Taylor to get uh, to get Dan's side or like to, to, to tell me Dan's a good guy. You know, he would never do such a thing. Um, so I was pretty shocked that uh, not only did Quincy say that uh, it was possible, but he totally believes it. That uh, it sounds believable. I guess the tough thing is when a lot of the core people are saying that this isn't true, saying that this never happened. However, there is video of them fighting Therefore, it's hard to deny that something happened when we there's at least video up until the point that he, you know, apparently punched her. And I guess to, you know, even cover our bases, this is all speculation. <laughs> you know, we're not saying 100%, yeah, this is exactly what happened. He beat the shit out of her. This is just what we're hearing, you know, from other people. And I guess that there's no police report to say yes or no. We don't know. A hundred percent. However, we are hearing from sources that we consider, you know, the pretty damn matter, reliable right. truth, <laughs> saying that, that it happened. The truth of the matter is that, you know, when I'm writing a gossip column, this is all that it requires. You know what I mean? Like I, I've done my due diligence and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not, I have no reason to dislike Dan Hill whatsoever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just don't believe 
that all these different people and I, like I said, I've got multiple people, three people that I that I've given me written reports of what they saw. Uh, that are not like they're not like you know all collaborating you know what i mean right. i also got this which is interesting that was taken was deleted off of nikki jackson by the way that's his uh his i don't think i even told you her last name she is a a porn actress but she's also uh dan's fiance or was dan's fiance they're no longer their status no longer says engaged or anything so that could tell you something right there but um her this is her status from germany after the incident Okay, this is her Facebook. It's gone now, but I have a screenshot of it. There's been a lot of stress here in Germany. I want to let my fans know that I will I won't be attending the rest of FIBO this weekend. I'm trying to get packed and back to Vegas as soon as possible so I can pick up the broken pieces of my life and push forward. What doesn't kill you definitely makes you stronger. Um, hmm, that's the uh, that's the status of a woman who's just broken up with her her uh, her significant other. And then this other guy down at the bottom says, "Dear Nikki, I've seen what happened uh, last Sunday at FIBO. This guy is the biggest loser in the world. There is no excuse for what he has done. I hope you're feeling better, and you'll quickly forget about that terrible day. Many greetings from Germany." Hmm. So I mean, this is that, that's these are like unconnected people, you know. Yeah, it's different if you have all people from the same circle saying the same thing. But when you've got even random stuff like that on Facebook, I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to believe that nothing happened. Uh, uh, you know, according to these two. Yeah, well, um, whatever reason she felt necessary to delete this kind of stuff, so you know. So, but it doesn't say that they're currently in a relationship or anything. No, right? no, it did, but it doesn't anymore. Interesting. So, so this is what I got, you know, and and to. You know, if people want to know the process of how I write a, a column, you know, I've kind of turned it, I've turned it into, you know, just uh, whatever to kind of a process. And, and basically that has reached enough um, for me to write something. You know what I mean? I verified yeah, it. Sure. I would love to have her comment and say, you know, something more. I do have something interesting that I got from a different source. Uh, Body Extreme is a, uh, a German website who emailed Dan asking Dan about what happened at FIBO. And Dan didn't even deny it. Dan actually says to this guy, this German, uh, this German reporter, he says to him, the the incident was uh, dramatized, was overly dramatized, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't nearly as big a deal as people are saying. So, okay. So I mean, obviously, Dan is telling this guy something happened. So, you know, all I got to say basically, the the thing is, you know, that's uh, it's really shitty that that happened. It's amazing that this girl is saying nothing happened at this point. You know, that's I can only imagine, you know, what she has to in store for herself if <laughs> if this is going to like get washed under. You know, maybe they're just broken up now. I don't know. And, and they just don't want to talk about it. That could be it, too. I mean, you know how people how people are, especially with relationships when it comes to, oh, we're going to take a break for a little bit. He can change. I can change. You can be better people. I'm sorry, but if someone, if some man puts their hands on me, I'm going to at least attempt to beat the shit out of them at the same time, and then I'm never coming back. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Say yes. you're say you're Nikki, okay? Obviously, this would never happen with you and Mike, but say you're Nikki and you're in this situation and the guy punches you, right? And you break up with him and you go back to wherever your home is, Vegas or whatever. And somebody, a reporter, wants to know what happened. Do you tell him, or do you say nothing happened? Do you don't want to talk about it? Um, that's kind of a tough one. My first instinct, out of spite and out of anger, would be to tell them the whole story um, because I don't think it's right for any man. Um, I also don't think it's right for any woman to hit a man either. Uh, so maybe my first instinct would be to, you know, uh, <laughs> spill the beans and tell them everything. However, if I went back to, you know, let's say it was Mike or, or my significant other, whoever, 
And we kind of had an agreement that, you know, we weren't going to disclose the information because of, you know, one reason or another, then I may not say anything. Um, I'm going to assume any woman that goes back to a man who hits her has got, you know, some other internal issues going on. Um, it's possible. It's For all we know, though, she might not be back with him. You know, the Facebook doesn't say they're engaged or in a relationship anymore. So for true. all we know, they, she just doesn't want the bad press, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. You know, my, my first reaction would be, yeah, you know, smear his name all over the place. However, I would still want to be professional. I still want to be an adult because all this stuff is going to end up on the Internet. And I'm sorry, but the Internet doesn't go away and it's not going to go away. So anything you say is going to end up out there from now until the end of time and the last thing I would want is if I have a family and kids and all that down the road hearing some nasty things I said about someone Um, so for me I don't think I would try to smear their name um, just for that purpose because my name then would be associated with it pretty much until the end of time so I I don't know that's what I think you're right it's true Um, next on our list is by the way I think this cross up column is going to be enormous because of the video and everything else it's going to be a big one um, so. um, Bernica wins. Okay. Um, Bernica, Robert Bernica, IFBB pro Robert Bernica, uh, as you know, and we've talked about before was doing an MMA fight. It's his MMA professional debut, I guess you'd say. Yeah. And he's actually fighting. I can't even pronounce the guy's name, but he is fighting a guy who, um, uh, originally Marius Pujanowski, world's strongest man beat in his first, uh, MMA debut. Uh, and this whole thing transpired back in, uh, in Robert's home in Poland, and he fought uh, this guy. It's called a Strike Force Two, I think it was called, and uh, he ends up uh, winning, which I'm very happy for Robert for. You know, I know he got paid. It's great. Very, he got paid very good money for this. I watched the fight video. Uh, me and Dave actually watched it together. Uh, we, we were, uh, I think, we were watching the NPC show, kind of not really watching the NPC show at the uh, Europa show of uh, champions. And Robert looks enormous, like this enormous blob of muscle, and um, running around chasing this guy who's basically running away from him. Uh, and Robert kicks at him and punches at him, and eventually they lock up. Robert punches him enough times that the guy taps out. And um, it was a pretty sad fight, Christina. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Sad. I didn't see it, so uh, it was pretty bad, huh? Yeah, you didn't really miss much. I got to tell you. It's good. Um, I would have loved to have seen them stand there and punch each other, but uh, does he have a pretty big future? You think? <laughs> no, he's got, absolute, <laughs> he's got absolutely no future. No, <laughs> absolutely, he he needs to stick with bodybuilding. Uh, Robert Brinka is a big star in uh, in Poland, though. It's it's pretty amazing if you look at some of Robert's YouTube videos. He pointed this out. Um, some of them, uh, most of them, have like around a hundred thousand views. Um, and these are like him talking about diet stuff, and you know he's just a big deal over there. So it doesn't surprise me that uh, that he got paid good money to go over there and fight. It's kind of like a celebrity fighting thing, you know, like you, when uh, Jose uh, Canseco fought some other dude, you know. Yeah, yeah. People just wanted to see it. Uh, now, do I think he'll do it again? I don't know. I can't imagine. May- maybe they'll find another fight for him. Um, I asked him why he why he doesn't go move to Germany if he's such a big deal there. I meant Germany, uh, Poland. Uh, and he says the U.S. is just too much better. So uh, That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that is the uh, story with Robert Bernicke. Congratulations to him. I'm glad. He told he said it to Dave on Heavy Muscle Radio that he got paid more money or as much money as the Olympia. So I don't know. You have to assume that's Jeez. You know, <laughs> over $100,000, I'm imagining. I mean, the Olympia, you get two hundred grand. So hopefully he got a six-figure payday out of this thing. Hey, 
Um, anything for a paycheck? I think that's definitely worth it, no matter what the outcome. Honestly, I mean, for two hundred grand, let's say he gets paid two hundred grand. I think almost all uh, IFBB pros would probably go fight some. You know, I mean, look, he's not fighting a top MMA guy. He obviously fought some. Uh, I mean, I don't know what you call him. Like, a, I guess you'd say like a scrub MMA guy. I would so. do it. Hell, I would go in there and go fight him for hundred grand. You, you would did, fight. You, you would fight the. You would fight the guy. Sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, you can't really. I mean, realistically, they stop these fights pretty soon. You can't get hurt that bad, you know. No, they just knock you out. I mean, if he if he is pretty much had enough, you just let the dude hit you once and then kind of fall down. <laughs> you have it all planned out, huh? You're like, oh man, shit! I can't get up. I'm, I'm concussed. I can't get up, <laughs> and that's it. And the fight's over, and you you collect your check. I would like I'm to see. Uh... That, I'm not saying that's what he did. I'm just saying that you know. Well, he, he won, so it worked out for him. He had to knock yeah. the other guy out. Exactly. Uh, you think uh, Mike would do it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to ask him for next week. I'll report back. That'll be my homework. Good. You got a deal. All right, we're going to go to commercial break. Christina, we're about halfway through the show, so it's that time. Fusion Bodybuilding makes bodybuilding's strongest supplements, and they're committed to giving back to you. Fusion Bodybuilding not only want to promote the bodybuilding lifestyle, but they also want to help build the sport. Bodybuilding is all they do. It's their obsession. You know the feeling. That's why you're here. Visit Fusion Bodybuilding at FusionBodybuilding.com or join in on the conversation on the Fusion Bodybuilding fan page on Facebook, where you'll find IFBB pro Q&As, contest giveaways, and nothing but in-depth bodybuilding talk. Fusion Bodybuilding, bodybuilding's strongest supplements. Head over to FusionBodybuilding.com today. Myotropics Physique Nutrition is the most exciting supplement company to come along in decades. That's because Myotropics isn't just another company. It's the brainchild of iconic metabolic expert, Dr. Scott Connolly, the inventor of the original body recomposition product that changed the industry and allowed millions of people to get in the best shape of their life. And CEO Vince Andrich, author of the groundbreaking Physique Athlete Guide. Myotropics flagship product, Physique 2.0, contains their exclusive Meta Effects Amino CD protein compound that maximizes whole body protein economy, your personal linchpin for gaining and retaining the most muscle while also shedding maximum body fat. Plus, Physique 2.0 contains the world's first legitimate fat-burning carbohydrate, Meta Effects FAO-CHO, for full hard muscle and increased fat burn. If you live to develop the ultimate physique, go with Myotropics, real people that live to develop physique nutrition. Go to Myotropics.com. It's your body. It's your art. Master it. Myotropics.com RxMuscle.com Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth On bodybuilding, diet and exercise Up to the minute news and more Visit the RxMuscle.com forums Featuring celebrity Q&As With IFBB professional athletes Top amateurs and the brightest minds in the industry Listen to our weekly radio shows Including Heavy Muscle Radio Muscle Girls Inc. After Hours and more Contest coverage, videos Even our own social networking site RxMuscleplace Visit RxMuscle.com. Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding. Christina will move right on with the stories. Jay Cutler come back, and um, this story wouldn't be a story if it weren't that I had a, uh, a pretty good conversation with Jay. He was there yeah. supporting uh, Mark Flex Anthony, his uh, his buddy, and uh, also Alpha Helix, I believe's first athlete other than Jay. Um, okay. So me and Jay got to talk for quite a while and got to sh- kind of shoot the shit and. Uh, he was in a good mood, and we talked about a supplement line and everything. And uh, I said to him, you know, I'm not going to tell everything that I, that I said because he probably he, he probably wouldn't like that. But I think that it's safe. I, I'm hoping that I won't upset him by 
saying that we uh, when we talked about the comeback, I said I was like I was kind of like level with me, you know. I was like, you really want to compete again? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, why to promote the company? It doesn't. Nobody. It won't matter. I was like, it's not going to make a big difference. You think? And he said, no, no, not really for the company. I was like, then for what? You're not going to make. I mean, you do need the money. I mean, you're not going to build. It's two hundred grand. You're going to spend a hundred thousand dollars to get ready for the show. You're going to you're going to lose business because of the uh, of the time that you're going to be you know on lockdown. You know, he goes on lockdown for a majority of his prep. So right. you're going to lose appearance money. You're going to lose potential other money for businesses. You know, so by the end, you know, you may be a hundred thousand dollars ahead, probably less um, from this whole thing. And he said, "It's not about the money." And I said, "Well, then what? I mean, you you really that you still have the fire to compete?" And he said, "Yeah, I know the injury, the fact that he didn't want to go out with an injury." And I said, oh. "I said so." I said, "You really want to beat Phil Heath, huh?" And he just, <laughs> he, just he just smiled. And I'm like, seriously? I was like, you're seriously that you're that competitive that you really want to beat Phil Heath? And he's like, yeah, I want to, I want to beat Phil Heath. I think if he didn't say that, I would be disappointed. I think having that sort of uh, very strong competitive drive, it makes the sport fun. And I, I, I think that's good. I like it that he said that. He's Just like, you know, when we were in St. Louis and Kai Green was doing his little speech um, after he guest posed, he was saying, you know, he's uh, he's going to come after Phil Heath and he wants to he wants to beat his ass is what he said. So mm-hmm. I, I like that. I think it's good that he's got that sort of motivation behind him personally. What do you think? I think I think absolutely. And I got to tell you, you know, people might be saying, well, of course, he's going to say that or whatever. But I got news for you. It was just me and him standing there, and we talked for a while. And he said a lot of things that I don't think were for public consumption. And like, uh, like I'm, I'm hoping that he's not going to think that this is not for public consumption because, like you said, it's something that I think a lot of people are glad to probably glad yeah. to hear that uh, that he said. But I think that I think that if Jay doesn't compete this year, because there's always a chance that it's just not going to work out between the injury. You know, he has a doctor's appointment uh, very soon coming up where the doctor will tell him how much longer he has to wait or if he's got to go ahead to start training full bore again. And um, assuming, let's say the doctor says you need another four weeks, well, it's just not going to happen this year. But I am, I am, I would bet money that Jay Cutler will be back on the Olympia stage, if not this year, next year. I, I'm going to say probably this year. I'm going to have to agree with you on that. And I usually don't make predictions, but I think he could maybe be this year. I think, I think so. I know that he is really, I mean, you just had to be there that uh, it wasn't something like he was, you know, because uh, Jay, by the way, Jay is definitely a jokester. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't tell you how many times he loved that. He fooled me with some. He sent me this picture where he was um, he is two weeks out or he he tweeted the picture. That was two weeks. It was the picture from him two weeks out two years ago before the Olympia. And he wrote, <laughs> he wrote I, I'm back, baby. And I wrote I texted him and said, I said, that's not recent. And he didn't write anything back. And all these people were like, oh, my God, look at Jay. Look at Jay. And he loved it. As soon as he saw me, he's like, oh, I got you, huh? He, say, he, thought, like, <laughs> he likes doing that. And oh, yeah. It works. Yeah, it, it keeps works everybody on their toes. It keeps everybody waiting to see what he's going to do next. So I think it's good. Um, so that is our Jay Cutler story for right now. I'm sure we'll have more as uh, he makes his decision and we hear from the about the doctor and everything. So next door on our list is the Mr. Europe Pro. And... Uh, you know, obviously we weren't there. Uh, Pierre Lamely covered the show for us in uh, in Germany, covered for RX Muscle. Um, but the story of this show uh, basically was two things. Um, Johnny Jackson did not continue on. He won the FIBO. He actually lost the show to Michael Kefalianos, who won for the very first time ever, his very first pro show. Uh, he was already qualified for the Olympia because of his second place finish. 
at uh, the Australian Grand Prix, uh, which was a like a one-off. They let Tony have two uh, qualification spots uh, for that show, which a lot of people didn't know until after it happened. So he's actually right. already qualified. Um, but this is a big deal for Mike. Uh, I know, uh, you know, winning any pro show, a pro show at all, is is a huge deal. I know he's been doing a lot of shows. I think he's still got. A, I think he's doing the York Pro also. Um, very nice guy. You know, Michael Kefalianos. If you meet him in person, because he is of Greek descent, and uh, he he is like his his English is not so good, uh, and it's gotten a lot better. But he's just kind of like you know I don't want to say standoffish because he's not really standoffish. He's just got kind of like a um, I want to I'm gonna say a weird vibe. You know, like you see him kind of like looking off weird and kind of makes eye contact for a little too long, and you're like you know like <laughs> you're like and he wears he wears like the typical like. Very like he wears the T-back tank tops and the short shorts and like the Atomics boots wherever he goes. You know what I mean? So I think that just comes of being foreign. I think yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. Look yeah. and an attitude a lot of people really just aren't familiar with. So to us, it seems very strange, right. but to him, it's just kind of normal. Right, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, he probably thinks this is what all the bodybuilders wear. You know, he's got his fanny right. pack and everything. Um, so when I was in India with him, like I don't think I talked to him one time. I just just like I just thought he was kind of this weird guy, you know. This really shredded little, you know, weird guy. And uh, I had an opportunity to talk to him in Australia. And, and I got to tell you, I really liked the guy. Like, he was uh, very, you know, he almost has like, that. when I hear him talk, he sounds kind of like a little Italian guy. He's actually not little. He's short, but he's, you know, 250. He's not little. Right. Uh, but he uh, he was very, I don't, let me see if I can do my uh, uh, Michael Capaliano <laughs> suppression. Uh, let's see. He's kind of like a... Oh, Aaron, yes, I, I like this very much. It's a very good show. Yes, I do good. So okay, no, kind of, I, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, he drives a taxi cab. You know, that's his uh, his living on a small island in Greece. He's a taxi cab driver, and he loves driving the tab- taxi because he has a lot of breaks where he can eat, and <laughs> it's a low-pressure okay. job. And it's just, he's an interesting guy, so I'm very happy that he won. But the story of the show is uh, Brandon Curry. Brandon Curry, uh, seventh, eighth place at the Olympia this year. Right. Uh, behind Tony Freeman. Um, very good bodybuilder. Um, this is a guy who a lot of people who are generally not that impressed or not that interested or don't really like the way that a lot of pro bodybuilders look. They see Brandon Curry and they're like, damn, the guy looks good, you know? Mm-hmm. Very small waist, very round muscle bellies. Doesn't have the best legs, but other than that, you know, he is very aesthetic looking. Um, you would think that Brandon Curry would come in and stomp this show, you know, like just destroy these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Curry comes in. Where do you think? Do you know where he placed? Um, let me remember. Hold on. Brandon Curry. Uh, eighth? eighth? Eighth place. place? Good job. Yeah. Eighth place. Yeah. You have the list in front of you. Eighth place. I, d- I don't actually. That's why I was <laughs> a little worried. Like, yeah, oh, that, shit. That was good. No, I remember that. Yeah. That's like, that's like um, unbelievable. You know, he placed eighth at the Olympia. He's going to place eighth. At the Mr. Europe Grand Prix, pretty unbelievable. You know, and it was one of those things, too. I remember looking at the list, and I remember seeing at least the top three guys, for example. Um, you know, Michael Capellianos, Johnny Jackson, and it was some name. I think it was like Bal... I don't remember. The guy that plays third, if you've got the list in front of you, you correct me. Yeah. Um, Balta, Balta they- Abbaso. Sapor, Abu Sapor. <laughs> right. Those, I mean, they, they looked really good. And then you kept going down, and I think it was the guy that took fourth place was Sarah, Sarah, something like that. Um, He really is kind of a, has a blocky waist. Mm. It was kind of from there. I thought, okay, these guys are good. I remember seeing um, the guy, Daniel Toth. Is he from Hungary? 
Yeah, I think Hungary or the Czech Republic, something like that. Kind of a younger guy, and he he's done pretty well in this show, and then also in FIBO, he did pretty well. Young guy, good-looking young guy, which you don't really see too much of um, lately. You know, he he's really good. I think he could always come in just a little harder. So I think when you've got those type of guys coming in before you, and then even Gustavo Bedell, I think, placed before, <laughs> before yeah. Brandon Curry, yeah. I think that one was probably the biggest shock. Absolutely. Because Gustavo's kind of had his time. Um, he's a great bodybuilder. He's kind of, you know, one of the guys that we all remember. But to have him place ahead of you is kind of like a, ooh, man. You oh. don't want to swallow that one. Ben so- White. Ben White didn't even uh, finish. He would have been in 10th place, but he didn't. He either didn't show up or he had a problem and didn't finish. Yeah, I noticed that. They only said the top 15, and I think there were four or five guys that were left and uh, did not place. So that's that's kind of rough to be, especially for Ben White to be down there when you've got guys like Johnny Jackson, Cafelianos making waves in the U.S., and then to be Brandon Curry placed eighth, and then Ben White to be down so low. It's got to be a tough 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 placing to swallow especially when you're traveling overseas to go do the show it's not like it's just around the corner in your backyard or anything you know what i mean yeah unbelievable i'm, I'm really surprised by that brandon curry should have walked away with that just to give an idea like you were saying christina these are the people that beat brandon curry uh gustavo Bedell, like you had said uh that was in seventh place and sixth place daniel toth who i and i had not heard of before sergey shelistov which uh is from russia People have heard of him before, but you know, definitely should not be beating uh, Brandon Curry or Ben White for that matter. Um, f- fourth place, like you said, uh, Saeed, uh, I mean, uh, F- Farah Saeed. Uh, third place, Balta Abbasapur. And then we get to the people you do know, uh, Johnny Jackson and Michael Kafalianos. But um, pretty crazy show. That's a pretty crazy show, Christina. Yeah, you know, the guy that plays there, I think, looked pretty good. That by all Tola Fasavro. <laughs> Uh, I'm so I'm so bad. Um, Abba Sapor, I think is how you pronounce yeah. his last name. Um, he he looked he, he did look good. I'm not going to say that these guys didn't deserve to be top three. I think it was just a little bit of a shock for Brandon to place eighth at a show like this mm-hmm. when he placed the same at a big big show like the Olympia. I agree. I totally agree. Um, next on our list is the show that I was at this weekend, the Europa Show of Champions. Now I don't want to talk about the whole show. Um, there's not the figure division was. Easily won by Candace Keen. The uh, the bodybuilding, the 212, they didn't have an open, was easily won by Al Augusti. Uh, and then you get to men's physique, which was um, not surprising. You know, uh, Mark uh, Flex Anthony, Jay Cutler's boy, Alpha Helix athlete, wins again two in a row. Um, not as surprising. But the big surprise to me was just seeing the women's physique division and the differences, you know, I don't know. You've seen. I know you've seen Patricia Mello before. Seeing yep. her in person compared to the other girls, she won. Uh, was really interesting. You know, I, I got to say that she was bigger, uh, harder, um, just totally more muscular and drier than any other girl that I've ever seen win women's physique um, so far. What do you th- What do you make of that? You know, I think the hardest thing is that photos just don't do these women justice. And I think that's the toughest thing for all of us who are fans and we're watching the sport unfold. Um, It's hard to tell by the photos. I think I was a little confused because usually Jillian Reville, who plays second, comes in pretty lean. And she I don't want to say she's small. Because in the scheme of bodybuilding, the, the whole industry itself, it's not like she's a little girl. Um, but as a uh, potential 
bodybuilder figure competitor. She's she's kind of little, but she's really, really lean. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, she came in a little softer too. And I think a lot of these girls, like Jennifer Robinson, based on the photos that I've seen, they've come in a little bit softer at the risk of being too hard and then not getting rewarded for yeah, which it. Is, which is funny because Jennifer Robinson was definitely harder uh, when she won her pro card. Uh, she won Correct. her pro card with, with Jillian, actually. Yep. Um, so she was softer at this show, and it definitely didn't help her. I think, you know, the difference is ju- in judging. You know, you have Steve Weinberger. This is his first time judging women's physique, you know, and uh, he obviously likes the bigger, harder girls. Patricia Mello was surprisingly second place in California just recently. But this is this girl is... There's no way to look at her and say that she looks like uh, somebody who could do figure or a top pro figure girl. There's a, definitely a big difference... And I like that there's a big uh, differentiation between uh, figure and women's physique. The thing that confused me a little bit was Jillian being in second when she's definitely softer than she usually is, and she's a whole hell of a lot smaller than uh, Patricia Mello. She's also a lot, uh, a lot less lean and a lot less dry. Patricia Mello was, you know, basically as lean as, you know, I, I don't want to say as lean as a pro female bodybuilder, but she's very close. You know, her, her glutes were, yeah. were, there was no fat on her glutes or water anywhere. Yeah, Aaron, I think this is the judges making it probably the most clear that they ever have, that they want not a, or they, they do not want a smaller bodybuilder. They want a bigger figure competitor, um, because I think, you know, as we've, you know, I feel like a broken record now, but as you talked about, I've talked about since the very beginning, a lot of people thought it was going to be smack dab in the middle between bodybuilding and figure. And I think it's leaning towards figure. And that's where a lot of these top girls are ending up. Um, unfortunately, someone like Makeda Solo, who I, Makeda, Makeda Soto, excuse me, place, I believe maybe second to last out of 19 girls. 18 she was nowhere near, nowhere near lead uh, enough or dry yeah. enough. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, um, you know, they're they're not really sure what balance they really, really want. So I, I think even someone like Jillian, you know, while I know she's a little bit smaller, coming in softer still gives her pretty lines. I think they still want the light, nice, long, lean lines. Not necessarily they're focusing on the, bi- the, the, the muscles or the hardness, the leanness. It's the pretty lines, I think, and the aesthetically pleasing look overall is what's going to set someone in a first place versus a, a sixth, seventh, eighth place. That's that's just what I'm seeing based on the results. Um, it's not necessarily how hard, how dry, how this, how that. It's the overall physique. I hate using the word package, but it's the overall physique um, and, and the lines. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong because you saw it in person. I've only seen one physique pro show in person now. Um, and I, I don't know. I think it's the lines that really set them apart from the girls who are placing, you know, in lesser places. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still a little confused. I mean, this show was a little confusing because, like, I don't know. Like, I can't see. Um, I guess Sarah Hurley would have been second or third, I suppose. She just looks a lot different. Like, the like the girl that I really liked, um, uh, I think it's Joelle Smith. Uh, yeah, yeah. She looked great. Like, she looked like an in-between. Uh, between uh, uh, Jillian and somebody like Patricia. Because like I said, Patricia's big, man. I wouldn't be surprised if Patricia was 150 on stage. Yeah, I uh, think Jolie Smith placed, um, oh, I want to say, four, fourth yeah. in this show. Yeah, and I think she, too, is kind of a bigger 
figure competitor, a little bit harder, a little more definition in her legs, which you really don't see a lot anymore in figure. They're yeah. going a little softer. I really sometimes. liked her. I really liked her. I would have had her winning the whole show if it were me. Um, okay. I would okay. Have, I really, I was very impressed because she has the combination of being still being a pretty girl, uh, yeah. like like Jillian. Jillian's very pretty. Her presentation was good. She had more muscle than Jillian. Um, she had uh, um, one of the things that I think is important is having a good uh, midsection, and she's got really good abs and a very small waist. You know, and uh, and I was I was just very impressed with her her whole her whole package. Uh, so that's that's where I, that's my opinion, but. Uh, It'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. Yeah, for sure. Next on our list is the last thing on our list, and that's the interview of the week. And I'm very excited to, um, to I guess, kind of facilitate this, this uh, not just the interview, of course, but this uh, position and this website uh, being developed off of RX Muscle. My uh, visit to Australia was uh, good, not in, just in the fact that I got to go to Australia and bring content to the people listening and watching RX Muscle, but I also got to meet uh, Xavier Wills and uh, Ben Crowley of uh, Bulk Nutrients and uh, Bioflex Supplements. And in that meeting and talking to those guys, I created a relationship which will now be uh, RX Muscle Australia, which will be breaking off as a uh, uh, basically a sister site to RX Muscle, and you'll be covering bodybuilding in Australia solely. That's amazing. Great country. Uh, shout out to all of our Australian fans. I Absolutely. love you guys. I, I really, really do. And I'm sorry I couldn't make it to Felix or Philex this year. They, they just had their big um, event, their big health and fitness expo in Sydney this last, I think it was this last week, yeah. this last weekend. And um, unfortunately, um, I did not go with Optimum this year, but maybe if you guys complain enough. You can let me go again. Maybe I'll even go with RX. How about that? Yeah, I think there's a good... I mean, I, I we will definitely be going next year for 100% definitely. So, you know, uh, you know the right people. That's for sure. Oh, the the, the guys we work with out there are, are great. So, yeah, definitely um, love our Australian fans. I've always yeah. been an Australian fan. Well, you know, if you look at the, the Google Analytics for um, RX Muscle, you know, uh, you could see that the second most popular country that visits RX Muscle, other than the United States, is actually Australia, which is pretty amazing. That's great. You know, I've looked at uh, my my own fan page. You know, a lot of times you can look at your fan pages and see the countries that you reach out to the most, and Australia is up there on mine. So, uh, How about yeah. India? I know you go to India a lot. Do they like you in India? I've only been to India once. Yes, they do like me. I do love India, though. I love all the countries I've been to, but i got to say Australia. You guys are you guys are the bomb.com. Yeah. So um, with with the bomb.com in mind, uh, we'll play uh, <laughs> Xavier Will's uh, interview uh, right after you tell us what was on Muscle Girls, Inc. and tell people how to get in touch with Christina Voynich. Yes. This week on Muscle Girls, Inc., we have IFBB figure pro Jamie D. Bernard. She's getting ready for the uh, Pittsburgh Pro this weekend. It was funny. I had two interviews set up for this week. I got Juliana Danielle coming up. For all you guys, she's a freaking hot bikini competitor. So I've decided to hold her off until next week. Um, so this week we got Jamie D. Bernard, figure competitor, Pittsburgh, all that jazz. And um, Diana and I recap the Europa Show champions and also preview Pittsburgh. You can give us an email to get on the show at MuscleGirlsInc at RxMuscle.com. You can follow us on Twitter at SignMuscleGirlsInc. But also follow me on Twitter. Jeez, man, like Aaron Singerman's getting more followers than I am, and we cannot have this <laughs> anymore. So um, follow me, Christina Voynich. You guys know how to spell my name by this point, V-U-J-N-I-C-H. And uh, follow me on Twitter. I post 
half naked bikini pics. That's better than what <laughs> Singerman. That's better than what Singerman can give you. So bring it. <laughs> I can post half naked bikini pics, not of myself, but uh, yeah, I can post yeah, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. So of course you can reach me, Jubaka, B-A-C-C-A at rxmuscle.com. And uh, follow me at sign Twitter so I continue beating the shit uh, Christina Voynich as far as Twitter <laughs> followers go. So watch it. <laughs> I know where you live. That is it for this week. You could you could attack me in Pittsburgh if I were going to be there. So sure, you missed that opportunity. Jeez. Um, I know, Jeez. I know, I know. Uh, where will it be the next time I'll see you or potentially see you? Uh, there's a possibility we may be heading to the New York Pro, although that's not set. I will in not stone be there. I will not be or- there. Okay, so um, it wouldn't be there. I don't know. Maybe I'll see you sometime next year, 2013. I don't know. You will see me definitely at Junior Juniors? Nationals. Yeah. June. Gee. The week after my wedding. You and, I need, you, need, you and I need to talk about this shit off air because, you know, you you and I do this show all the time. We don't see each other nearly enough. I know. I know. It's true. It's true. Okay. All right. That's it <laughs> we'll for this week. Uh, make sure you listen to the interview with our new editor-in-chief of RX Muscle Australia, Xavier Wills. Right here next. All right, everybody. I have on the line with me the editor-in-chief of RX Muscle Australia, Xavier Wills. Xavier, how does that sound, editor-in-chief? Sounds very good. I remember um, when you first brought up that um, you know this might happen. You said, um, I might be calling you editor-in-chief soon. I was like, wow, that's like a pretty um, exciting thing for me, you know, because I've I followed RX Muscle from the start, you know, from when you, um, Dave and John were first fired from uh, Muscular Development. And, um, you know, I followed the site, you know, visited almost every day. And um, just to be a part of it, um, as editor-in-chief of RX Muscle Australia, is just like, it's an honor, really. So when you started uh, following it, I know when I, I was just in Australia, and you and uh, uh, your girlfriend Jane and your buddy Sam kind of hosted my uh, visit, and we hung out a bunch and everything. I know that you were hoping to do something with RX Muscle. Did you ever think that uh, when you were listening back then, or even when I was there, that something this uh, big would happen? No, definitely not. Like, it's pretty amazing. I was so honored to have you come out and um, cover the show with um, with us and us cover it with the um, RX Muscle. Um, so to think that you know I'm actually going to be working for RX Muscle full time, you know, on an um, Australia basis, um, it's pretty amazing because um, you know it's just it's almost like a dream come true because. I kind of tried to do my own thing um, in Australia, but I just never had the kind of funds or the direction so much. So um, now I've got, you know, I get to use your um, contest gallery database um, and just basically use the RX Muscle name. Um, it would be a lot easier to get uh, Australian bodybuilding fans to the site and it would just be like a one-stop destination for Australian bodybuilding fans. Absolutely. And you also have the uh, the expertise uh, of Dave Palumbo and myself and Sally Taylor and the rest of the rx muscle team which you know if you have any stumbling blocks along the way you can always call me or dave or sally or or really whoever on the staff and and uh you've got access you know exactly and now we've got like a sponsor through uh through bulk nutrients who are he's really put up a lot of money to make this happen and um basically that supports the site and you know i've got um sally um you know jeff the producer you dave um basically you know to help me out right. um where when I was by myself, I had to fork all that money out, um, even though I wasn't really bringing much money in. So it's kind of it makes a huge difference, and um, you know we'll, we'll get a few more sponsors, and the site will just grow and grow and grow. Well, let's talk about your uh, your past a little bit, Xavier. You're a young guy. How young are you? I'm 22. 22. See, that's pretty cool because I started um, when I was uh, what like uh, 28 or something like that, and and I feel like I got into it like pretty young. So 
imagine where you'll be by the time you're 32. That's pretty amazing. But tell us, um, how did you get involved in bodybuilding media to begin with, and, and what is your history as a, uh, a competitive bodybuilder, or have you competed? Um, yeah, I've competed a few times. Um, basically, the way it started was, um, you know, I used to play Australian levels football, um, and I got a bit of a knee injury, and it's kind of getting unmotivated with that, so I kind of just started going to the gym, you know, it's kind of like a typical story, you think I'll bulk up the footy and, um, and all that, and then it just kind of I led into training more and more, and um, my dad was actually an ex-bodybuilder, so just an amateur bodybuilder um, down here in Tasmania, Australia, and I talked to him a bit about it, and he kind of just gave me a very basic uh, training routine and uh, all that, and I started going to the gym regularly, and this was when I was about probably 14, I think. Um, I think I was actually too young to join the gym, so I had to lie about my age. Um, so, yeah, I went to the gym uh, reasonably regularly, but I still didn't know what I was doing with nutrition, so I just kind of kept on going, and um, I joined up on a forum, a Tasmanian uh, gym forum, and I started posting there, and I met a few guys that I'm friends with now, um, so I kind of started getting into it that way, and that was when I was about 16 or 17. Um, so I competed at the age of 17. Um, I won my first show, which is a teenage show. Um, I competed next year. I think I lost that show in the second. And I think it was around that time, I was about 18 or 19, but um, someone said, you know, oh, um, you can sell something, buy supplements from um, America and sell them a lot cheaper in Australia, like through eBay. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So um, I kind of just got into that and I thought, you know, I'll sell them uh, through eBay. And then I realized I wasn't making that much money through it. Um, so I thought if I had a website, I might be able to charge a little bit more. So I eventually got a website, AussieBodyBuilders.com. Um, I did that and I started selling supplements through there. Um, I wasn't selling a whole bunch uh, just because I was young. I was a bit naive. I thought people would just come to the website. But obviously you need to pay the people in advertising and whatnot. Um, so from there I thought I'll create a, you know, a media type site. Um, so I kind of made a bodybuilding website. But... It was very hard to do because I, you know, I had to work another job as well and um, just basically do that on the side. So it was, it was very hard to get enough content up and um, I didn't really know the direction to go with the site. So it took me a while to develop it. Um, but yeah, I just kept on building and building up towards, um, uh, you know, coming bigger. And it did get quite well known in Australia, but um, I think just with RF Muscles backing now, um, it will be a lot better. So, you know, and the way it... Uh, and that actually this Arx Muscle Australia was, I originally had you on uh, my radio show, on yeah. our, um, Aussie Bodybuilders Radio. Right. Um, you came on, you were very happy to be on the show, even though you would have never heard about it before, ever. Um, <laughs> you told your story, um, and then, you know, we kind of put a plea out to Tony Doherty to uh, bring you out to Australia. Right. And a week or two later, Tony gave me a call and said, um, you know, I heard the radio show, um, you know, we'd be interested in bringing Arx out, so... Yeah, we worked with Tony and um, got a sponsor through um, Nutrients uh, and Ben, my sponsor, and he was happy to put money up to bring you out here and in return he got a bit of advertising. Um, so he brought you out here. Um, you stayed with uh, me and my girlfriend and my friend Sam for almost a week in Melbourne. Um, and so then for me, you went back today, I suppose, and talked to him about it. And then you, kept, uh, you and Dave came up with this idea of RX Nice Australia. Yep, that's pretty much that is pretty much it. I started a. That's exactly it. You invited me on uh, Aussie Bodybuilders uh, radio show, and and uh, believe it or not, I couldn't believe it. Uh, Tony heard the pleas, and uh, he called me and said that he listened to the show, and he he was actually very 
interested in, in my personal story. He didn't know all that stuff about me. So I don't know if that helped or just the, the fact that uh, you had me on or what, but it was enough to make uh, make this uh, whole thing a reality. And, and because of that and because of Ben at uh, Bulk Nutrients and uh, Tony, I came out there, and because of that, you know, here you are, the editor-in-chief of RX Muscle Australia. It's amazing how things work, huh? Yeah, I was actually saying that to my girlfriend the other day. It's amazing that, you know, how one thing led to another, led to another, you know. Like, if it wasn't for Ben um, putting his money up and meeting you, like, if he never met you, he probably wouldn't realize how um, how much the, you know, kind of good uh, media person you are and how good you are at talking and how good you are at all that kind of stuff and how professional you are. So that wouldn't have happened, I don't think, if he hadn't met you. Um, if you so, never came out to Australia, if he's never on my radio show. So it's just, it's amazing how it works. It is. It is. My life has been a lot like that, and maybe, hopefully, yours will uh, will be like that too. Because uh, you know, I can only I can only be, I can only be happy about how things have worked out for me. So this is a big step for you in the right direction. What can we expect from RX Muscle Australia? Um, well, basically, it's going to be a replica almost of the American version. So it's going to have you know it's going to have the contest um, coverage with the you know the play by plays, the wrap up videos, the interviews, um, all that stuff that all RX Muscle fans already love. Um, we'll also have, um, you know, the training videos in the Iron Asylum uh, Australia version, so there'll be um, plenty of those coming out. Um, there's going to be, you know, uh, Australian bodybuilding gossip. There's going to be heaps of stuff. Radio shows, um, there'll be RX Muscle uh, bodybuilding uh, radio shows, so. Right. And there might even be another one waiting there as well, so. Well, you, um, for people who don't realize, Xavier, you're not just some guy who loved... Uh, RX Muscle and had his own website. You're actually capable of uh, writing, producing your own radio shows. You shoot videos, you edit videos. So in reality, you were the perfect fit because you were able to do um, basically 99% of the stuff. Um, even your girlfriend Jane takes pictures. So it's uh, you know you were able to fit in this role very well without a lot of help. A lot of other people um, say somebody came to us and had the money but has no experience or has no idea what they're doing or doesn't know you know couldn't have, didn't know how to edit a video or put together anything you know you, you i taught you how to tag pictures you know you can learn a lot of this stuff that you don't know which is not much so it's you you are uniquely qualified to do this yeah exactly it's i mean it's be hard to find someone um you know with all those kind of you know just little kind of skills you pick up um, I had to teach basically myself how to do everything like that, <laughs> just for getting my own site and thinking, oh, it'd be easy, you know, it'd be easy to do this, it'd be easy to do you know? and it's like, you start to do it and you're like, oh, shit, I have to watch, you know, 10 hours of tutorials to figure out how to actually, you know, edit and produce and all that type of stuff, so, yeah, it's kind of, it's good that I've learned all that stuff now and I'm able to come into this role and, you know, pretty much know everything straight off the bat. Yeah, absolutely, and then and just with my time in Australia, you were able to pick up some of our little tricks of the trade and integrate that into your own stuff. So, you know, you uh, I I feel like you learned a lot with some of the the photo stuff and the video editing stuff to make it faster. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. The photo editing um, with the programs and stuff you guys use um, makes it so makes my life so much easier because using the other methods can take you know, double the time. So there's going to be more content coming up. Uh, for sure. So, yeah, it would be good. Well, Xavier, thank you very much for coming on. We're going to use you for any Australian gossip. Everybody out there in America listening to Access Bodybuilding, uh, now you have another place to go to check out all of the bodybuilding stuff. And you'd be surprised, people listening who aren't familiar with Australia or the scene there, um, the fans are very passionate. There are some really good athletes. 
and uh, and you got Xavier running things over there, who is very passionate about doing this and doing this job well. So, uh, Xavier, I look forward to working with you, and I got to thank Ben uh, Crowley, the owner of Bulk Nutrients and Bioflex Supplements, and uh, I think this is going to be a great thing, man. Yeah, it's going to be excellent. Um, I want to thank a few people as well. I want to thank you, Aaron, um, for you know giving me all your time, uh, you know, responding to my text messages and. Uh, sort, help sorting this thing out and actually making it happen. Um, I want to thank Dave um, for basically, you know, allowing me to do this, you know, through RX Muscle, which is a huge opportunity. Uh, I want to thank Sally for um, answering all my emails and being very prompt and um, yeah, answering all my dumb questions. Um, my girlfriend Jane, because she'll probably be pointing me out and tagging photos, um, even if she doesn't want to. Um, and yeah, just everyone that's helped me along the way. Um, there's a lot of other people that. Um, that's all I can remember off the top of my head. <laughs> One quick question: What is going to the gym like in Tasmania? What, how is Tasmania in comparison to what you've seen in America or what you've heard of and stuff like that? Very different. Um, oh, as far as people would go to the gym, um, I'd say we're probably the actual people who go to the gym are probably more out of shape here. To be honest, there's wow. um, a lot more very fit people over there. Like um, when I went and trained in um, Hawaii and trained at Cherry and those guys over there like we went to a I think it's 24 hour fitness yeah and it was like freaking huge like I couldn't believe it like it was probably about maybe 10 times the size of my gym in Tasmania <laughs> wow wow so yeah it was quite a shock like seeing um, a few of the gyms over there and just like being blown away to have that yeah well uh, wait till you come to uh, the mainland I guess you would say there's a lot of big gyms uh, in Tampa we got some pretty you've seen on videos and stuff you got some pretty impressive gyms uh, well, you're going to have to shoot some video for us. I know people will be interested in seeing what Tasmania is like. You have to show us uh, Australia, RX Muscle Australia's headquarters over there. I was actually thinking about it. I was thinking um, we'll have to go around and um, take some videos from the main RX Muscle site just to show people what it's like and what it looks like and what type of stuff. Yeah, very cool. Well, thank you, Xavier, and uh, we'll be hearing a lot more from you in the future. No worries at all. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. My pleasure.